Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Ajar Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Never know what you're going to get when you walk in here. Who are you telling, man? Any day of the week. Yeah. This one's a Friday. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Austin rolls in hot once again over fantasy football. Yeah. I mean, the intensity... In your face, in your voice about fantasy football, it's, winning, it's like, dude, we'd have no money on the line. No, there's, there's not none. even a trophy nope. on the line. Like, there's nothing to this yes, fantasy. There is. Hey, Brent, you know what? You know what's on the line? More importantly than money or a trophy or a belt. Quite frankly, pride can't be anything. Pride. I'll take the money over pride. pride. Okay, well, that's just you. It's not how I get down. In fantasy football, I'll take money over pride. Yeah. Heck, uh, most of the times, I'll probably take money over pride. <laughs> 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 and then we go from that to. Who's trying to drop some Animal Kingdom knowledge on me? Yeah, well, Marcel's talking about your Lion King reference yesterday, and then Coos uh, is talking about it. And then we get going, we're like, you know what the things about the Disney movies are? Yeah. Is you forget the plots. Yeah. Like, you're so consumed by the characters, yeah. uh, the animations, the music of it, some people yeah. like, and you're like... So what really did happen? Well, like, what was the moral of this story? And, and, and here's where I'm so I'm so heated right now because I walk in and Coos goes to me. Did you know that a pride of hy or like a, a group of hyenas can take down a line? He, he read that. Well, yeah. I mean, a group of 10 million bunny rabbits can probably kill a lion too. But that wasn't the point. Like what I try to go back to was if if I'm a lion and there's hyena coming at me, that lion's gonna win. That's what we're talking about. I got you. And can I make a little suggestion about your job real quick? My job? Yeah, I'm going to make your job really easy today. You oh, down good. for that? Sure. Let's Go ahead it. and uh, take out your list for the, the, the second-year quarterback rankings, find Daniel Jones' name, and put a giant minus next to it, and delete him from the list. <laughs> this it. is You guys are so – the world is so unfair to the athlete. True. It's so unfair yeah, to I mean, hey, there's a lot of sprint coaches out there right now. There's a lot of Olympic athletes, it seems like, on Twitter saying how Daniel Jones should run. If I could give you a list of athletes, right? Yeah. Uh, of, of quarterbacks yep. in the NFL. Yeah. That have topped out at 21 point something miles an hour <laughs> oh on their top stop. speed. Where would stop. Daniel Jones be on that list? Like behind <laughs> Philip Rivers? Right? Oh, yeah, you're I mean, right. Yeah. Where would he be on that list? Yeah. I mean, the guy got going so fast. Yep. He's in the middle of an 80 yard run. Yeah. And by the way, he did play pretty well. I mean, he clinched the game with a beautiful pass if Evan Ingram can catch it. Sure. And he played pretty well. I mean, back-to-back yeah. -back weeks running the football, which is surprising. True. But with a with a big run. Yeah, I think he had a 50-something yarder last week. Then this 80-yard run. And all of a sudden, he becomes like this laughing stock. Yep. It's a, it, it a shame a little bit that he couldn't win the game because they couldn't hang on. Again, Ingram couldn't catch the ball because he would have been able to chuckle about it, too. True. But now that they're 1-6 and six and they stink and all this stuff, it's really hard to do that. So everybody else will chuckle at his expense. As um, they should. There are some great memes out there, great things out there, but we, we, all we do is get the end result of him falling on his face and tripping over like the 18 yard line. Yeah. We never mentioned, man, the guy was flying. Then he had an Brent, 80 yard run. Brent, nobody remembers how Sawshank Redemption started. It's how it ended. He got out. Andy Dufresne gets out. He goes to Mexico and he meets his friend there or whatever. Like, no one really cares about the first, whatever, 60, 70 yards of Daniel Jones running. They only care about the finish. And to be fair, Daniel Jones ran a 4.82 at the combine. Hey. It's faster than I ran it, so props to you for doing that. Yeah, 482 is not bad. But at the end of the day, man, when you become a meme off of a wide-open run, Brent, I'm sorry, and I don't care what he threw for, don't care what the quarterback rating was, you're getting a big, fat minus. Because you know why? Kyler Murray would never. <laughs>
of course. Kyle tell, me, Murray tell, me, tell me Kyle Murray would do that. He probably wouldn't do there that. There you go. Kyle Murray wouldn't do that. There you go. He would have slid in the second base. <laughs> uh, Kyle Murray, though. Hey, Kyle Murray's got some catching up to do. He can't run for as many yards as uh, Daniel Jones. <laughs> hey, w- w- when you have an arm like that, you don't have to. <laughs> oh, man. I tell you, those two teams are awful. Yeah, it was bad. I mean, it's just bad. Just bad. I, it's just not. Listen, I, I'm not saying, oh, like, oh, everybody. I understand. Every time I say somebody is terrible, everybody's like, well, how are the Jags? It's like, listen, <laughs> I get the Jags stink, all right? But those two teams stink, too. Like, there's a lot of teams in the NFL that absolutely stink. Mm-hmm. Philadelphia, they should not be as bad as they are. I understand they've gotten a lot of injuries, but I'm tired of the injury. The injury stuff in Philly is like talking about the youth in Jacksonville. You know what? It happens. Yeah. And uh, sometimes you get decimated by listen i think the injury stuff is way bigger thing to do with san francisco and how many guys they lost Mm -hmm. than it does for the eagles they still have wentz and wentz isn't playing well right i mean they have guys that that should be playing much better than they're playing and they're not and they got lucky last let's give them credit for coming back but they got extremely lucky last night that ingram didn't catch that ball i mean we all catch that ball Mm -hmm. coos catches that ball i catch that ball (laughs) ingram should have how did he drop the ball i know i mean it makes you wonder if he's having a good game too Makes you wonder if somebody said, hey, we're tanking. Just a reminder, we're tanking. <laughs> somebody at Buffalo Wild Wings said, I want the Giants to get Trevor Lawrence. Is he and there we go. piece from yeah, the ownership? Yeah, maybe there. Yeah. You, you might be onto something, I mean, bro. it was that bad. You might be onto something. It was bad. It was really bad. And listen, That's a beautiful throw. <laughs> I, 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 I'm not sure if you're listening yesterday when I was talking about the, the, the NFC East here. But, I mean, if a team with six wins gets in, do we boycott the NFL, Brent? Like is that is that the, is that the final you. straw? <laughs> no, I mean, I just how can think you how can you come around to that? Well, I'm not. I I don't know if I'm coming around to it. I, I just I think um, I think that's it happens sometimes. I, I do think you know we always wonder. We say this every year. There's always somebody who's a slow starter, and we've even said about like the AFC South. Someone going to win with seven wins or sure. even eight wins, and you know what? It always ends up being like nine or ten. And mm-hmm. I don't think the NFC East is going to be that way this year. But I I always remember like. Seattle getting in at seven and nine and starting to kind of make a run and well, build keep that. Well, in mind, you know? actually beat the Saints then at Seattle. They yeah, beat the Saints that that year. So yeah, I get so, what you're saying. So I just feel like but some, six wins. Yeah, I, I get it. As six wins. But the, they're going to have more than six wins, in my opinion. Right. I think they will. I don't know if they will, but I think they will. Remember, I did the over/under. Six yeah. and a half was the total. Correct. Uh, will the NFC East champ have six and a half? And I would take the over there. Mm-hmm. Now that being said, at the time, I think the Cowboys were. What, Cowboys have two wins, yeah. So everybody else had one, yep. and so that means Philly had to go six and four down the stretch. Mm-hmm. But see, I think they kind of have that in them, especially if they do get guys back, uh, which they're scheduled to do, even though they lost again some guys again last night. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, th- I think they'll end up with seven wins at the minimum, which will still be ugly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I-, I wouldn't be shocked if they got to eight and eight. I just kind of feel like sometimes that happens. I don't think we should rearrange the record books and rule books and playoff formats because you have this outlier of a terrible division. Yeah, and I get what you're saying, but I'm coming from the school of thought where if you lose more games than you win, 
you shouldn't be rewarded yeah, then to go to the playoffs and have a chance at it. the Lombardi Trophy. There's a lot like, of teams that's not you're leaving out. Yeah. yeah. I that's not how it works in high school. It's not how it works in college football. That's not how it should work in the NFL. Yeah, but sometimes you got to get lucky. And I, I, I will say this. You know, we've seen so many wild card teams now go on runs, right? So what you just said, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. And all these slow starts are obviously hampering all the teams in the NFC East. Mm-hmm. But... We could look up in November and December, and maybe Philly's playing some of the best football in the NFL. Yeah. And then we would be like, well, let's say we just did uh, said, hey, you got to have a maximum, you got to have eight sure. wins. Yeah. Well, and then if they have seven, but they're playing the best football, you're like, well, wait a minute now, you might be leaving one of the hottest teams out. Yeah. And they had, a, they did win their division, mm-hmm. so it kind of works both ways. Uh, and I don't know if Philly will find that. I think Philly's got a bigger issue. They paid Carson Wentz a ton of money, and uh, yeah, he was fine but last mistakes. night. But he, he just doesn't Rookie look mistakes. Good. Doesn't look good. M- rookie mistakes. It's weird, man. And, and so you start thinking about these teams that have paid so much money mm. to quarterbacks. Like Matt Ryan. They're stuck with Matt Ryan. I mean, you, you see the economics on that deal. Mm-hmm. And and by the way, he's like a statue. I, I think a lot of people would sign up for Matt Ryan. But in this day and age, the, they're leaving him behind because it's hard yeah. to just stand back there and throw these days in the NFL. And he's not doing enough to warrant the 50 million the 40 million the whatever million that, that he's eating up on the salary yeah, but at the same time matt ryan's also second right now in the nfl in passing yards like yeah. i mean it's not like he's doing bad doing like bad. i mean i make an argument for kirk cousins that's like, fair kirk cousins not good kirk cousins making way too much money but you make you pay these guys money to win big like that's why you invest in them yeah. it's not to throw for four thousand yards everybody does that now you know, yeah. and, and, you know, you have Julio, you have all these guys. And, yes, I get what you're saying. Matt Ryan, it's not Matt Ryan's fault that the defense collapsed two weeks in a row. They might be three and three Thank right you. now. And they, they, might have and they can't Quinn. run the ball. Uh, but it, I think it is kind of like Kirk Cousins' fault that he hasn't been able to lift them. Yeah. You know, he, they've their defense still stinks, but they haven't been able to keep up. So, I, I don't know, I'm mis- just, I guess it's eye-popping how much the dollars that have been invested in the quarterbacks, and you look at the records of some of those teams. And yeah. I think Minnesota fits that. I think uh, right now the Eagles fit that. I think uh, the Falcons fit that. Obviously, they didn't invest in Dak Prescott and the Cowboys. But their record would indicate that. Even if Dak's making $34 million this year, their mm-hmm. record isn't indicating, even if he had played the last game. So it's just wild how much money they're giving uh, folks that aren't delivering in terms of Ws. Do you know uh, who leads the league in passing yards right now? Where we stand on today's Friday, on a Friday right now, who leads the so league? So you said in Matt Ryan was second. Matt Ryan second. I was going to say Russell Wilson, but the last couple of games out, he's been a lot lower. So, so you'd actually be surprised with Russell Wilson right now. Russell Wilson is fourteenth. Uh, all right, give me give me uh, one guess here. Uh, give me one second uh, to figure it out. I want, I'm leaning right now Cousins, to be honest with you, because Jefferson's been putting up these ridiculous numbers. Yep. So Kirk Cousins is 16th. He's 16th. 16th. Wow. Okay. Uh, hey, I'll tell you right now, you're never going to get this. I'm never going to get it. You're never going to get it. Leads the league. Just give me a second. Yeah, you got it. Uh, I'm going to say this right now. I mean, I'm, obviously, I'm not banging on this, but I, I guarantee that Brent Martino cannot get this answer. Guarantee it. <laughs> Guaranteed. I, I guarantee it. I'm like the dude from uh, what's those commercials? The uh, men's warehouse. Brett Martino can't get this answer. I guarantee it. It's not Josh you, Allen because he just went down. You're gonna like the way you look. You're gonna like the way you look. How about you're gonna uh, like the way Ryan Tannehill? Ryan Tannehill. That's a good guess. Twentieth. Hmm. I don't know. Well, I, I told you I was only guessing. Are you ready one. for this? This is gonna blow your mind. Dak Prescott. Still. And he was out. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh, wow, he had put up that many yep. numbers. 18, uh, 1,856 yards, and Matt Ryan, second place, 1,843 yards. Who's third place? Deshaun Watson. So give me the top five. All right, cool. We got Dak Prescott, Matt Ryan, Deshaun Watson, Carson Wentz, and Josh Allen. Keep in mind, Carson Wentz has the, the extra game, technically, True. right? True. Yeah. And then uh, Josh Allen is fifth. Go slower for me. Dak Prescott. Yeah. Matt Ryan. Deshaun Watson. Carson Wentz. Josh Allen and the Patrick Mahomes coming in sixth. I'm going to give you the top four guys in the NFL then that lead the league in passing mm-hmm. have a combined six wins. The top four quarterbacks in the NFL, one's not playing anymore, but has a combined six wins. That's insane. That that is incredible. Yeah. Which, which I guess some people would be like, well, it's not really that surprising, Brent, because you know you're playing catch up and you're throwing it around, you get a lot of garbage yards. But it's just funny because some of those guys, they're not going to talk about the garbage yards. Correct. You know, around here we talk about Minshew garbage yards, right? Yeah. We're talking about some quarterbacks garbage yards, but you're not talking about those guys' garbage yards. Be honest, I mean, listen, Dak Prescott. What he's, I would like to know what he's thrown for in the third and fourth quarter when he was playing. Because sure. it's probably like 70% of his passing yards. <laughs> yeah. Because they were way behind in a couple of games early, and Absolutely. then they roared back, you know? And then we got Jacksonville's own Gardner Minshew coming up number seven, right behind Patrick Mahomes. So he's seventh. See, isn't that interesting then? Five out of the top seven guys you don't even want their records. You don't yeah. want their teams. You, hey. you take number. Mahomes makes sense. And yeah. Josh Allen, by the way, got off to such a good start. Well, last week he had like 122 yards yeah. passing, so he really dove off. I'm interested in seeing the Bills. I'm interested to see if the Bills start to slide a little bit. Mm-hmm. And they get a get-right game, most likely, with the Jets. Yeah. But you can still play clunky football and it not feel right. Mm-hmm. They won their first four. It looked really good. And what I said uh, earlier this week, I was like, you just wonder if they peaked a bit. Because right? mm-hmm. they were playing so good. Yeah. Right? Josh Allen's playing really, really good. Yeah. Now they play two good opponents the last two weeks, Chiefs and Titans. But they don't look great. Now let's see how they look against the Jets because if they're back to it, if 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 you want to buy in on the Bills like long term, well then they smoke the Jets this week, yeah. right? And yeah. and Josh Allen looks good and he throws four touchdowns, three hundred and something yards, and he probably doesn't even finish the game because they're up thirty five to three. And, and to be fair, you mentioned Ryan Tannehill, that was a good guess, but keep in mind they're they're actually a game behind as well. Oh, you know what point. I'm saying? Yeah, good point. So I mean, I, I like the way the numbers shake out. If he has an extra game and he kind of averages what he's averaging right now, then he should probably be a top six, top five guy. Okay. Yeah. Um, interesting. Yeah. So that brings us to Minshew and Herbert this weekend. Yes. Herbert's playing the better football, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, I think his, his display in New Orleans, and, and I get it, New Orleans kind of fell off maybe a little bit, but they still have a pretty solid defense, and especially playing on the road in that dome. I don't care if there's not a crowd there, and, you know, if there's a crowd there. Like, I thought Justin Herbert kind of shined that game a little bit, and he showed you, now he didn't win the game, obviously, and they, they blew a big lead, but I thought, like, he showed you something there. Yeah, I think I remember coming in and saying, I feel like there's a little too much talk about Herbert. It's mm-hmm. such a small sample. And he, yeah, listen, the guy came in and jumped right into it, and he's done well. I'm not trying to take it away from him, but I'm like, slow down, I hear a little bit. It's been like three weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now everybody's like, man, I can't believe like Jacks didn't trade up and get Herbert, or somebody didn't go get <laughs> yeah. Herbert. Like, how yeah. did Herbert get to the Chargers, and why didn't he start? Oh, I did say why didn't he start him instead of Tyrod Taylor. I think he could have made that case, but mm-hmm. uh, it'll be interesting to see if he has one of those rookie games against the Jags. You know, because it's there. I mean, those guys have that. We've sure. all, we've seen it enough with young quarterbacks around here where you look okay and then you have one that falls off. And uh, I wonder if he, he will have one of those games soon. I don't know if it's against the Jags, but I bet it's coming up soon. Well, and but it also goes to show you the appreciation for he came into a pretty dang good situation now, didn't he? 
because like if you look at the Chargers roster, and if you want to compare wide receivers, you're taking the Chargers wide receivers over the Jaguars yeah. all day. You're taking the tight ends all, oh, yeah. all over the Jaguars uh, tight ends. You're taking the running game, and uh, pending right now, it could be a wash. But yeah, if, if Austin Eckler, Eckler, yeah, but if Austin Eckler is healthy, well, you're taking Austin Eckler all day, hands yeah. down. So Joshua like, Kelly's actually playing okay, playing for pretty dang good. So with that being said, I mean. You look at the situation, and Brian Blaga playing good uh, right tackle, I believe. Like So their offensive line from last year, they've definitely improved from last year's performance. So you look at the situation right now for Justin Herbert. And keep in mind, he had to sit a couple games, learned a little bit on the bench, and then comes in because of that punctured lung for Tyrod Taylor. I think the fact that he came into such a good situation, well, that's a confidence booster, Brent, right? Not saying that Minshew didn't come into a good situation either, but obviously the situation favors Justin Herbert. Well, no kidding, because their defense is going to keep you in the game. Exactly. I mean, no doubt. And so they don't still strike me as a team that's scoring. They're not scoring 30 a game. Like Herbert, and mm-hmm. the NFL these days, everybody's scoring 30 a game. And that's why I'm like, settle down. Like, yeah, they have good players, but it's they're still in like the low 20s and their defense is kind of controlling the tempo of the game not saying he can get to 30s and can get involved in a shootout but right now the way they're built is their defense controls the tempo of the game Mm -hmm. and their defense has some outstanding players on it so uh this could be a low scoring game for in in jacksonville uh, against jacksonville even and i say that and everybody's like (laughs) low scoring against the jags defense well i think it could be lower scoring again because of the tempo of it i don't really feel like herbert in this offense for the Chargers quick strike i I think they're kind of just methodically get down there and I know he's done it. I mean, he got yeah. in that shootout with, with Brady. Sure. See, that's the one that got everybody's attention. When he, it was like this 10-minute sequence yeah. where Brady does his thing and, and Herbert comes back and does his thing. And everybody's like, oh, my gosh, look at Justin Herbert. Yeah. And he's had two moments like that, one against Brady mm-hmm. and then obviously a good first-half performance, especially against the Saints. See, but I also remember how it went last year, Brent. But when Philip Rivers came to town, and when you got guys like Keenan Allen, who's probably the most underrated receiver still in this game, one of the best receivers out there, when you have that deep threat like Mike Williams, who any day can go off for you know 200 yards plus receiving three touchdowns, and when you have a, a dependable tight end, a big-bodied guy who can you can kind of put in the slot, you can put him on the outside, and Hunter Henry, like you have offensive weapons to be successful. And if the Jaguars have shown anything right now, it's what? They can't stop the tight end. They can't stop the wide receiver position, let alone a slot guy. And they have a hard time with running backs. So I get, I, so I, so everything, if you will. What's yes. up? Yeah. No, I'm listening to you describe it. I'm like, yeah. yeah, everything. Yeah. So hey, everything. So with that being said, I mean, a low scoring game. Yeah. You may maybe think not. So. And listen, I'm well, not sure what the I'm not sure what the total is. I'm not sure what like the Vegas total is or anything like that. But I could see the Chargers putting up some points. I predicted like a 27-23 kind of game. My idea of low scoring now is anything lower than 30. <laughs> We're so desensitized. <laughs> it seriously is. So yeah, in my you. mind. It's like, okay, 30 plus or less than 30. <laughs> Low scoring. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's the way it is. That's where we are now. I got you. I got you. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. Hey, Jags- don't worry, though, man. The, the Big Tens come back tonight. You're going to see some low scoring, Brent. <laughs> yeah, Hopefully. True. Yeah. Six to three. Yeah, uh, man. The, by, by the way, here, the, the news out of, ja- out of Jags headquarters today, Miles Jack won't play. Uh, oh. And just to add to your defensive woes conversation, Miles Jack Ooh. won't play. Uh, Jared Wilson is out, of course, which means they're going to put – Brandon Watson at free safety, and he's a versatile guy. But still, you're on your third free safety, and your second one wasn't very good. And it's not going to be a high-scoring game. Yeah, maybe it's I know. It's not going to be a high-scoring game. And I just think it's a tempo thing more I than it you. is that, yeah, you know. Yeah. And and they're going to try to keep everything in front of them. 
they're going to give up a bunch of seven, eight-yard plays, yeah. and they're going to try to slow it down. Mm-hmm. I think because of that, because they're afraid what's going to happen in the back end, uh, you know, outside of what's going to happen in the front seven, too. <laughs> yeah. But A.J. Can also, obviously, I don't think the Can thing is that big. I think he's playing pretty good football, but they go to Shatley and fill in just fine. The, the reason they lose the game isn't going to be because of A.J. Can being out. What's the diagnosis of Miles Jack? What is he out with? It's the ankle. Okay. But I don't think it looked good, that word was, yeah. like coming out of that last week. I mean, this could... Now it's we're two out of three weeks missing games with him. Josh Allen, two games in a row. Hopefully he comes back. Is he questionable? I yeah, he's right not out. So yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And and I mean, you got your two best players. Yeah. That haven't been really playing much and aren't fully healthy on a defense that already stinks. More Jags talk. More NFL talk. We get into the Big Ten and some college football today. Our yeah. pick segment coming up, and uh, you know we're going to talk a little obstacle course. Let's get it, man. I, like, I love obstacle courses. Yeah. As That's long as it's like under today. two miles, which I don't think this one's going to be under two miles. Yeah, we'll have to see. I'm yeah. on, I might under a mile on this. <laughs> we'll get to it. It's on, it's on ESPN 690 coming up. Brent Martineau. Uh, Daniel uh, says, we went from hot Cheetos to shampoo, raising the intellectual portion of the show. Austin Lane. I'm wearing a sleeveless t-shirt. What more do you want from us, man? Like, I mean, it's Friday. We never said we're intellectual. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Yeah, I think obviously it's going to be big for us, you know, coming back. He's worked hard. He's had a good week, so I know he's excited to get out on on, on the field. So it'll um, it, it definitely can um, you know give us that boost that we need. As Doug Marone, as we head into a weekend for the Jags, trying to get it right, they lost five in a row. Jaguars' first ever trip to L.A. Oh, yeah. Yeah, makes sense. It was funny. It's one of those things like, who cares? <laughs> I know. Well, I, you said that. I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. You know, right especially on. who cares like this year. Yeah. Because it's not like we're going. Yeah. So, like, I don't care. Yeah. And the players don't care like that's the first time ever out there. Like, last year, there was some significance in Oakland. That was the last game. The Jags will always be part of a trivia question. True. Who is, uh, at least for now, who is the last game in Oakland? Yeah. <laughs> Unless they, somebody moves back there or they move <laughs> back there someday. But you know, I think that's part of a trivia question. For sure. Uh, yeah, maybe. If, I mean, obviously, if you're a Jags fan, you could make this one part of a trivia question. I'm just saying the players, I don't think it matters. It's. I think they're going to go see this nice stadium. Yeah, I think yeah. that's probably a little bit of a conversation piece out, going out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, $5 billion stadium um, in Los Angeles. Uh, houses the Chargers and the Rams. So, uh, first trip to L.A. and the Jags trying to snap a five-game losing streak. Brent Martin, Austin Lane, Coos on a Friday. we got our picks coming up, by the way. Yeah. Big Ten starts tonight. We'll talk a little bit about that. You know, Coos brought up an interesting thing yesterday on the show about his bachelor party, and it had me scratching my head. So, we'll have uh, something that you may have to help us with when it comes to uh, Coos and the bachelor party. Interesting. On the way. Uh, right now, we get a call. <laughs> I wonder where that's going to go, Coos. Yeah. Yeah, I could go a lot of places. We, all right now, though, we welcome back to the show for the first time in a long time. Must have lost the number, mm. or you must have made him mad. I think it's South Beach Gary. After a three-game win streak, of course he jumps in for the Dolphins. What's up, South Well, Beach actually, it's, it's, it's three out of four. Two in a row. Oh, yeah, three out of four. I've been giving yeah, him a three-game win streak for a while. See, I've been giving him too much credit. That's how closely credit. I'm following. Yeah, no, no, I wasn't mad at anybody. I actually did lose my phone there for a while <laughs> and did lose a memory. But a couple of things, guys. Uh, 
I remember, but you asked me, is Tua going to start any time this year? And I told you, yes, most definitely. And I was pretty you, firm in that. You were right. Should he have and started I, now? Sure, perfect time. Leading up to a bye, getting two weeks to get ready. You know, I can't understand why Fitzpatrick is so angry. I mean, he, he failed to complete a third-down conversion, 10 touchdowns, seven interceptions. Not like exactly he's lighting the world on fire. I mean, he did beat the Jags and the Jets probably two – Really can't even argue. Two of the probably the three worst teams in the NFL. He also beat uh, the 49ers as well in San Fran against yeah. a pretty good defense. Yeah, but they, they were banged up a little bit. They had some injuries in the secondary, too. And he, he took advantage of that. But uh, the other thing, guys, Marone made a comment to the effect of last week he can't reach the Jags no matter what he does. Why, can't you understand why the fan base is frustrated and want to know why Sean Khan? It's basically an absentee owner. Why wasn't Shadkov on the phone with Doug Marone immediately after that saying, well, why am I paying you as head coach? If no matter what you do, you can't reach this team. Why should Doug Marone be coach of the Jaguars? Ask him that point blank. You know, wouldn't that be a great question? Yeah, thanks, South Beach Gary. Appreciate the call. Enjoy the Dolphins. We've got a bye week, and then two will make that uh, debut, of course. But, yeah, I mean, I first of all, maybe he was, <laughs> yeah. you know, and maybe there are more phone conversations. It goes back to something I think we brought up earlier in the week is who's running stuff, right? Who, yeah. How much is, communication goes on, which I think there is communication, but how much is like, hey, guy, you got to get this in, in, in order. Like, how much is Shad Khan, like, demanding more success? Mm-hmm. How much is Shad Khan saying, hey, what are you talking about? You know, mm-hmm. but I also I don't think Shad Khan sits there and watches the news conferences. I don't I don't think that'd be my guess. I don't know if I would if I was the owner or not. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe I would. Uh, I feel like Jerry Jones probably does, but he's so hands on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You can knock Shad Khan for a lot of things. I, I'm just saying I don't know if he there's I mean, it wasn't that alarming what Doug Marone said, although there is a little bit of that going on. If we, we played some sound bites from Todd Watch yesterday, yeah. it's like, hey, as long as we're here, as long as we're here, it's like it's almost like they all know they're going to be gone. Yeah. But they did that last year, too, and they weren't gone. I know. Right. So there's always like a, a little seed of doubt that says, well, they should be gone. But are they going to be gone? Listen, like I get everybody wants the Jerry Jones guy where he's going to come out and say what's on his mind and kind of, you know, tell the fans where they're at. Kind of like a state of the, you know, state of the franchise address weekly. But what what is Shad Khan going to say right now that's going to make you feel any better? I mean, it, what is he going to say, like, yeah, they're not going to be here next year? Like, well, I don't think they're going to, anyone's going to be here next year. So I think we're okay with that. And if Doug Marone and that entire staff is here right now, what is Shad Khan going to say that's going to make you feel better? Yeah, I don't. I said I. I do say this. I, I think I said it on Monday, and I believe it's not what he can really say right now that will make everybody be like, "Oh, I'm I'm back all in." Mm-hmm. I believe what the Jags could do a better job of this year, and now that they're one and five, and now that the GM said, "Hey, give us some time." Well, we've given you time, yeah. and it doesn't look good. And now that Doug Marone is sitting up there and saying, "Hey." We're trying things. It's just not working. We're young. Todd Wash saying yesterday, hey, we think we have the talent on defense. We're just kind of young going through these growing pains. No, you don't have the talent on the defense, though. I mean, that's admirable for you to say, and we appreciate your respect in the players, and I understand you can't throw them under the bus, but... I, I get that part of it, right? Yeah. I think even fans get that part of it. It's coach But you don't, right? right? You yeah. don't have it. And so my point is, 
I think the organization, whether that's Shad Khan, whether it's Tony Khan, whether it's Dave Caldwell, whether it's Doug Marone, says, hey, listen, folks, we love you. We appreciate you being loyal to us. We thought that if we could just reset everything a little bit, get a little younger, mm-hmm. uh, make a re- start building a new foundation with players that want to be here, that we like, that we think have talent, mm-hmm. and then grow on that, see what Gardner has, grow on that going into 21 and 22, and pull this thing together and make a run here. Uh, and we... It's no guarantee it's going to work, but we think this is the best way to go right now, especially after the owner said, hey, we think we're close to winning. That's why we kept Dave Caldwell and Doug Marone. That's what he said in January. Well, they're not close to winning, and they're not winning, but we all knew they weren't close to winning over the last few months. We thought the ceiling was 7-9. and nine. Mm-hmm. So I – I think that's my biggest criticism of this organization right now, to, to South Beach Gary's point, and, and to also, it's tough for Marod and all these coaches who are trying not to throw their players under the bus and just sit here and say, we stink, mm-hmm. without saying we stink, but at least give us a vision. That's my point. Give us a vision. I don't think that's asking for a lot. I We know it's not good right now. But tell us how it this right here, yeah. this experiment could potentially get better the second half what? of the year mm. and beyond. Why? But, but, but why? Because what is the point of that? Like, what, what has the vision been of this team for the past decade? Like, when we can sit here and say, hey, show us that vision happened through the season of 2015. Show us, you know, 16. Like, besides 2017, what has the vision been for this team? Like, you, you can sit here and say you want to hear it, but is it really going to make a difference? Is it going to get any better? To Jaguars fans, we'll probably, probably say not. No, but it's, it's not getting better either way, is my point. It's not getting better. Right now, it's 1-15. You just want to know right? why. I want to yeah. know why they did it. Yeah. Like, why did you do it this way? Yeah. I think the fan wants to know why. If you're listening to this and you're Jags, why did they do it this way? Why did you let Calais Campbell go? What is why the couldn't answer, you get Jan done? What is the answer that's going to make you happy? I don't know if it will make me happy, but at least they so bring you into about? the conversation, yeah. man, yeah. And, and say, here's how it here's the vision of how we can fix it. Look, we'll show you example. We'll show you an example in San Francisco, how they fixed it. Right. We're going to have to make a lot of smart decisions. Hmm. We're going to have to have these players play well. We're going to have to have our coaches coach better. But this at this time, this is why pivoting was a good move. Yeah, I, I listen. I'm not telling you you should believe them as a fan. Yeah. I'm just asking for them to show some transparency in it. Tom Coughlin's gone. Yeah, yeah. Coughlin's a guy that doesn't want transparency. Prior to Coughlin being there, they had a little bit more transparency. We kind of knew what they were doing the first time around. They didn't say, hey, we're going to go 0-8 and and be the historically worst team ever to be put together in 2013. But there was no doubt conversation of a plan like, hey, we build this thing, and, and some of it was obvious. They didn't need to explain. But we'll build this thing, and then we're going to add on. And then, well, I think even Caldwell at that time would say, hey, we don't feel like we should spend a ton of money at the moment because we're not ready to, bam, go win big. We think we'll spend some money here the following year. Like there were some conversations and even hints of that at the time. And, well, and even that was slow. You know, no, that, that ended up being too slow. It didn't even work until 17. It took five years to build that yeah. up. But, I, again, I just feel like everybody asks this question, Austin. Everybody says. If, if you're listening to the show right now, you've probably said it. Where's the owner? Why hasn't sure. the owner talked? Yeah. What's he, well, okay, what's he going to say? And so you're asking me what's he going to say. I'm telling you what he should say. Okay. I think he should show some transparency and say, what the? here's but, what the but, hell we're thinking. No, and that's fine, man. But at the end of the day, the point that I'm trying to convey right now is 
we we've had a snake salesman pitch here for the past four or five years where it's like, well, it's built. It wasn't built. Well, we're going to win next year. You didn't win next year. So you mean to tell me right now that you want the owner of the Jaguars to show a little transparency and say, what's going on? How can we take the, how can we take anybody at their word right now? Because the past decade has been what it's been. Right? Like, I, I get it. You, you want the, you want transparency because you want the owner to act like he cares. I think he cares. Okay? Now, just because you don't see him in the headlines, just because you don't see him talking about the season, doesn't mean he doesn't care. Now, has he hired people maybe under him that aren't doing a great job? Well, obviously. But, but to sit here and say, you need to hear Shad Khan say something so it looks good that he actually cares? He cares. I mean, whether he cares about a Super Bowl making money, he cares. Like, he, look at how much he invested. You don't think he cares about no, this whole operation? I, I do think he cares, but I also think he can talk to his customers. I think he can tell what's going on, why it's so disappointing. When you have the GM of the team saying, hey, we love this team. Wait and see. Yeah. Doug Marone, we love this team. Okay, well, this team, nobody but, loves them anymore, Yeah, man. but you can't buy into that. When, when, when Dave Caldwell said, let's see what happens. Well, we wait and see what happens, and what happened? The team's not good. Okay, we, so they we, were lying to us. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so so you're so you okay go. with them lying to us. All I'm asking for a little transparency when, on what's when, the plan. When don't coaches say in the beginning of the season, hey, I like what we got right now. Has any coach ever come out and said, you know what, we're going to suck this year? No. They haven't, but they could still give their vision of this thing, man. They have a vision. They pivoted. They went from close to winning. That's why we kept guys to, man, we're the youngest team in the NFL again. We're young, 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 young. Listen, Wait and see. Go ahead and bring Shad Khan out and say what the vision's going to be. Say you want to win a Super Bowl. Say that's the goal since day one. Say you want to build in the draft and do all this stuff. To me, my opinion, it doesn't really matter until I see action. Go ahead and share what you want to do. Doesn't mean you're going to do it. Okay, well, you're going to wait for action for another couple years. You can't flip cool. it overnight. Hey, I've been waiting the past decade. Brent, so, let's, let's keep waiting. Until we wait for action, I'd like some words. <laughs> <laughs> when we come back, let's run around an obstacle course. We'll do that when we come let's back on ESPN 690. <laughs> are we just doing that right now? The Jags are an obstacle Are we course. doing that mentally right now? The obstacle is winning. <laughs> It says, are you ready to conquer the beach? Austin Lane's like, I've done that for years. You're talking about the bars or the beach? (laughs) As long as I can stay out of the water, yeah, I'll conquer it. You know, I'm not not an an ocean guy. I'm not an ocean guy. I can swim. I just can't. I can swim regardless. It's just the whole ocean. The ultimate Viking warrior race on the way this weekend. Oh, that's a Viking warrior race. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm in now, man. I I have the tattoos for that. I got the beard. Let's go. (laughs) I do have all that. I don't know if that's a prerequisite, but let's ask Dan (laughs) Woods right now as he joins us on Action Sports Shack on ESPN 690. Does Austin get a free pass now because of that? Wave the sign up, B. You got the you got the tattoos to prove it. I do have the tattoos to prove it. Yes, I have a Helm of Awe tattoo and I have a Regresphere tattoo. Okay, all right. Well, I guess you're in. I mean, if you've got the ink, I mean, I guess I guess you get the you get the uh, entry. <laughs> Insiders you're discount, in. Brent. You hear that? Yeah, he, he could you're threaten in. people too. He's six six two forty five and an <laughs> MMA fighter, so maybe that will get him in. Uh, but uh, all right, then, let's go to war, man. Let's get after it. <laughs> Dan, uh, thanks for joining us here on Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. I, you know, we we start this show, and uh, I'm not sure I ever thought I'd be talking about obstacle courses. I knew I'd be talking about football and the Jags and other things, but obstacle course this weekend in Jack's Beach. Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's it, I, one of the fastest-growing sports in the world right now, obstacle course racing, and uh, uh, we are starting up. 
So very first race. I'm a Jack's Beach guy, so we started to have it. We decided to have it in the backyard. And we're doing it out on the beach, which is kind of unique. I mean, we normally see that up in the mountains somewhere. And, um, you know, it's like you run the race, and then you're like, oh, let me get, it, get out of here and get, get, get somewhere off this mountain, right? But here, you know, you're on the beach. It's great. So uh, it's a destination as well as the race. So a lot of fun. Dan Woods awesome. with us. And, uh, yeah, that's, it's, it sounds really good. What kind of participation are you looking Like, how busy is this race? So it's going to be it's going to be busy. We're going to have several hundred people out here. Uh, we've got some pros. We've got some. Uh, uh, there are there are professional athletes that do OCR, and uh, we've got three or four of them out here to, uh, tomorrow going to be competing, as well as a lot of really good local uh, runners and racers. Uh, Get It Gym is a uh, an OCR uh, centric type training gym, and uh, Joe Rivera and Bruce Jackson and his crew will be out running it too, and they're really really fast. So they're going to give the pros a run for the money. So, Dan, I got to ask you, man. In terms of how this thing is set up, like, is it predetermined? Do the the, the competitors know what it's going to look like, or do they kind of show up sight unseen and it's kind of a surprise to everybody? You know, you can do it both ways, and and uh, but but really, we we put we posted up the uh, the map a few days ago. Uh, most people like to be able to see that and kind of plan it out and mentally prepare. Uh, there's always going to be some surprises, and we'll throw some surprises at, at the competitors tomorrow as well, too. But uh, we posted the, the race course map. It's pretty true to it. I mean, you got some, some water conditions and some tides that we had to make some adjustments on. But we're going to have uh, 15 really world-class uh, obstacles, and then we've got the 16th obstacle, the sand, which <laughs> can be can be brutal. Yes, it can be. Uh, Hildervat.com. Yeah. Um, on the cab. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> com. by the way, is the place to go if you want more information on it. Uh, Hildervat, that's H-I-L-D-E-R-V-A-T.com. Dan Woods is with us. And, you know, how about the the obstacles? How many do you have to pick from? Like, when you choose 15, could you have chosen from, like, 40 different kinds? Or, like, who comes up with these things? Is, is there almost a template of sorts? Uh, no, I mean, so what? We, kind of what we can imagine, we can we put together. So we've got we've got mostly aluminum trusses and varying lengths, and we put these things together in all kinds of uh, configurations to to torture the athletes, uh, <laughs> as well as typical. You know, we have walls that you've got to scale, and we've got some carries. Um, we've got uh, a bucket carry. You're going to have to go out in the in the uh, in the water, fill it up with water, and carry a five gallon bucket. Uh, down and back. We've got some sandbag carries. We've got some some crawls underneath some barbed wire. So there's some other things too. But then a lot of there's, we've got a warp wall. We've got some um, some rigs with multiple multiple different uh, rigs on it: rings, pipes, ropes, uh, rope climb, nets, uh, cargo nets, a-frame, vertical cargo. So it's there's it, a gauntlet out here. So I got to ask you, Dan. I'm, I'm kind of reading. I guess you'd call it the mission statement right now. And one of the desires of your racers is to to conquer their fears, if you will. Right. So when you say conquer your fears, well, you mentioned barbed wire. Like, would you say the fear of heights is a big one uh, during this Dude. race? Or like, yeah, that's that's probably the biggest yeah. one you guys bring to the table. I think fear of heights for a lot of people. Um, it's a tough one. Uh, and when you get when you get up in the air about 20 feet on a rope climb, when you get uh, but I think it's also the fear of not being able to um, to conquer the obstacle, not yeah. be able to complete. So you know, and, and and one of the beautiful things about these these types of races is it will expose your weakness. So 
So, you know, you may be a really, really fast runner, um, but, uh, you know, to your point, heights might, you know, or, or, or the rope climb gets you or something, you know, maybe the heavy carries. So um, it's going to expose you, and you've got to be a good all-around athlete. So I think that's part of it, too, is, uh, is conquering that uh, – that weakness and making it your strength. Dan Woods with us here on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. This is cool obstacle course out on Jacks Beach tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, how many more, like how many events will you do in this area uh, through the course of the we're, year? We're, we're looking at, uh, we're, we're exploring some venues now, and uh, we're probably looking at three or four in North Florida and several up and down the state. Yeah, I would imagine the venue is everything, kind of like what you guys are talking sure. about, some of the built-in obstacles of it, like the beach, like the sand. Uh, so if... How much training is involved here? Because if you're asking like me to go out there and do it, three miles, all these obstacles. I had a bunch of adult beverages this week and played golf. <laughs> if you ask uh, Austin, who's an well, MMA I fighter, I want to do this with you. To, yeah. Former Jags player, he's in good shape because he's training to fight his next fight. Um, could he handle it? Like, could he just go out there and handle it? I know I yeah, could. You could definitely handle it. You could definitely handle it. So we're going to have an elite heat starts in the morning, um, and that's going to be – we really try to reserve that for uh, the folks that are trained, that have done you know multiple events that um, are going to be out there and, and be able to, to compete. But then we with, – with the best of the best. But then we have open heats too, and anybody can come out, and you can help each other over the obstacles and do that sort of thing. So, I mean, the main thing for this is that you, you want to be able to run. But again, you can come out in the open heats and walk it if you wanted to. Um, but but the main the main conditioning is is running, and then you're going to have to have upper body strength to get over some of these things, and really kind of that that the hard charge attitude. You know, you really got to attack some of these obstacles to get over them. Yeah, I did 100 push-ups today, but I might need a defibrillator. Oh, what a, oh, what a flex. <laughs> You're ready. At the end of three miles. You're ready, man. All right, so here's the deal, Dan, all right? Next one of these you have in northeast Florida, uh, we need a little bit of heads up. We come out and do the show there. I like it. And we do the obstacle live, like on the show. Live on the I love show? It. <laughs> How about that? I love it. All right. I love and, it. and all I'm going to yeah. say is get those bolt cutters ready for that barbed wire, because if I get stuck with my hair or something like that, I'm not moving. You guys are coming to rescue me. <laughs> yeah, already enough excuses and complaints coming hey, out of the big Brent, fella. I'm six foot six, okay? I just can't crawl underneath <laughs> anything, okay? It's hard for me. Uh, all right. Hey, Dan Woods, good luck yeah. with it. Hey, listen, we've got a cool thing, uh, and, and this might be good for you guys the next time, too. We've got actually a race inside a race. We've got a relay race with four of our, our signature obstacles right off the bat, and we're going to stop oh, cool. the course, and we're going to have we're going to have it like almost like a swim relay where you go out and then uh, switch timing chips with the second place guy. He comes back and third and then fourth. We have a four person relay team um, right in front of the crowd with four signature obstacles. And it's going to be kind of a sprint. So maybe you guys can come out. Do a little head-to-head competition on the on the first four obstacles. Uh, I can. like it, man. But Brent, you're not gonna be on my team. No, you, you'd, you'd probably pull the Daniel Jones you, and trip and fall. You can have coups. I got you, uh, Dan Woods. <laughs> thanks, man. Have a good weekend. Uh, enjoy it. Hope it goes well. Thank you, guys. Appreciate appreciate you having me on. No problem. All right. Uh, we come back. A little college football talk. Big Ten starts tonight. What about FSU? Can they get two in a row? They go on the road. It's all on the way. Next on ESPN 690.